Here's where I want to go today. We're going to finish out this series that we've been in since the beginning of the year. Been in this series called God of Miracles. Okay, what we've been doing is we've been talking about how to receive more of God's blessings. Like, how to see God work in our lives. As we enter into, we started this in January, and we said, you know what? As we move into 2023, like, where is it that we need to see God at work in our lives? Like, where is it that we need to see a mighty work? Where do we need his blessings? And so we've talked about, you know, how to place ourselves in a great position for God to work. And we've talked about what it means to put our faith in God. Uh, we've talked about being committed to God. We've talked about how to pray powerful prayers to God. And what we've been doing is basically what we, we've been learning about how to become more Christ-like, right? That the, the, the closer we are to Christ, the more we're like Him, the more we open ourselves for God to work, right? The more miracles we get to see. And so what I want to do to close this series out, I want, I want to talk about living into that Christ-like life, but I want to couch it in this discussion, discussion of one of the greatest miracles that we get to enjoy. And one of those greatest miracles that we get to enjoy is this miracle of knowing our plan, knowing our purpose in life. Like, knowing what God wants for me. Okay, not what God wants for everybody else, because that's fine and dandy. Like, I, 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 I'm happy, but, but it's, it's, it's amazing to think out of, like, everybody in this world that God knows me personally, and that God made me, that he loves me, and that he has a plan for me. And not just me, but for you, too. I was thinking about this yesterday. And how packed our world is because I got out and I did a little shopping yesterday on President's Day weekend. Have y'all been out this weekend? It's, Academy was packed. And I'm standing in this long line of people to check out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, man, there's so many people out today. And just to think about the fact that there's so many people just in that one store. But how many people are in this world? And yet, there's this God. Overall creation that knows me personally, that can pick me out of a line in academy. And not only does he know me, but he has a plan for my life. You see, when we understand that, like when we get a glimpse of that, it changes things. Like, it, it's a miracle when you think about it, that this great big God, knows and loves little old me. Do you remember King David in Scripture? Um, King David, of course, knew God's plan and purpose in his life. And it says this in Acts 13. He, he puts it this way. It, it, he, he says, David carried out God's purpose while he lived, and then he died, and he was buried with his people. You know, this is great. This, 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 this verse tells us that David, King David, he knew God's plan, and he worked to live out God's plan on this earth. You know what? This is what I once said about me. Like, Jimmy knew God's plan for his life. And not only did Jimmy know it, but, but he worked towards living that out. But, but here's the deal. In order for that to happen, in order to carry out God's purpose, I got to know it, right? I, I got to understand what it is. And th this is a big deal in understanding God's plan. 
for our lives. And, and, you know, for a lot of us, we get lost in this because we're like, you know, I understand the big gospel message that Jesus came and, and he died for me, but, but, but what is the point for me individually? Because let, let's be honest, a, a lot of times, uh, living out God's plan, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because every day just feels kind of like a rut that we're stuck in. Like the, the average day just seems like I get up in the morning and I get the kids dressed and we get out, of, get out of the house and we get to school, I drop them off, then I go to work and then I go pick the kids up, then I come back home, we have supper, and then that night after the kids are bathed, then it's my time and I watch the next episode of Yellowstone and then I'm, and is, that, is that just me? Anyway, and then I go back to sleep, and then I'm up in the next day, and I just begin the same routine over again. Sometimes that's what life can feel like. It feels like we're in this rut. And this feeling of being trapped and having no purpose in life, or not knowing the plan, everybody struggles with this. In fact, there was a guy that wrote about this in the book Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon, who is said to be the wisest man that ever lived. And he shares that feeling of what it feels like to live a pointless life. And he says, when we don't understand life, here's, here's a couple of points to write down. And if you've got your message notes, you want to fill in some blanks. Let's go ahead and start filling those in. Everybody online, uh, you can open up the Ridge app and find the message notes there. He says, this is what happens when we have a pointless life. He says, life seems useless in Ecclesiastes, he writes this. He says, everything is useless. Everything is useless. He goes on right after this. He says, and I'm just going to read this. He says, what do people really gain from all the hard work they do here on earth? And you see, th this is what it can feel like when there's no point. It's like, I work so hard for what? If there's no purpose, then why give it everything? I why not just sleep in? Why not miss the deadline? Why not, you know, let somebody else do it? Why give it a whole lot of effort? Why not just stay at home and binge watch the, the rest of the Star Wars episodes, I've already seen them once. Why not watch them again, right? Life is useless when I don't see a purpose to it. Number two, another thing that happens is life is wearisome. That's a tough word for me, to, wearisome. Everything, he says, is wearisome beyond description. And he says this in Ecclesiastes. He says, he, he describes it this way. He says, rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. And the reason he says it's wearisome is because it just feels like life is in this cycle. It's like the, the oceans fill up, and, and then the water evaporates. It goes into the clouds, and then it rains, and it forms rivers, and it flows back into the ocean, and then evaporates, and then it goes in clouds, and it rains, and, and it's just never-ending cycle, and it's just tiring. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like life is just like in this nonstop cycle? You know, I, I thought about that this year after Christmas. Now, now, used to be, um, I used to love doing as great of a job as I could be doing Clark Griswold and exterior illumination. Like, I just, I loved Christmas lights outside, and there was a time when I would do it every year, and then the girls got older, they moved out, and I figured, mm, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. But this year, I got back on it. They gave me grief, so I went back out, I decorated, I just did a little bit of the bushes, I put some lights on there, and then after Christmas was over, I went back outside to take, and you know what, I, to take the lights down, I had that thought. That thought of, I'm just going to leave them up. <laughs> Have y'all ever been there? You know what I'm talking about? You know that guy in your neighborhood? You, maybe you are that guy in your neighborhood. Still got the icicle lights hanging down off the tree, you know, the house. Like, it's July. <laughs> I had that thought. I'm like, because you know what this is like, right? You're like, I'm just going to take them down, and it's going to be Christmas again before you know it. I'm just going to put them back up. So I just, I hope they light lights all year round, you know. I'm going to be that guy. 
And sometimes it just feels like that. It just feels like we're on a treadmill in life, right? A lot of energy, a lot of activity. We never really get anywhere. Everything just keeps repeating, and it's wearisome. Point number three. Solomon also says life seems unfulfilling because we are never satisfied. Do you know what that's like? Solomon says, right before he writes this, it says, no matter how much we see, no matter how much we hear, we're never content. You see, when we don't understand the purpose in life, when we don't understand the plan, man, we get restless, don't we? We try to find the meaning and all this other stuff, and so we see this stuff, or we hear about this stuff, or we're on social media, and we're watching what other people are doing, and we're like, I got to get that, or I got to have that. And then once we get it, and we have it in our possession, we look at it, and we're like, well, that's not what I thought it was. Well, that didn't really fill me like I thought it would. I was listening to the country station the other day, and I was struck by um, this new song, or I don't know if it's new, but uh, Kelsey Ballerini put one out called What I Have. And one of the lines in this, in the song, you hear her say, I've been comparing shiny new toys. It's just the root of the thief of my joy. And then she concludes with, I'm happy with what I have. And I thought about that, and I was like, you know, that, that, that's, there's scripture for that. Scripture says that contentment, right, is the key to happiness, right? But you only know contentment, right? You only get that feeling in life when you're full of the Spirit, when you're full of God's presence, when you understand what God wants for you and for your life. Otherwise, you're never satisfied. Solomon also goes on to say, point number four, he says life seems insignificant. He says, no one will remember what we're doing right now. Gosh, that's harsh, isn't it? Nobody's going to remember what we're doing right now when we don't have point, when we don't have a purpose. And I thought about this because um, we're getting ready for March Madness. Gosh, we're already almost through February. March Madness is right around the corner. And five years ago, in 2018, something happened in March Madness that had never happened before. A 16th seed in the tournament beat a number one seeded team. And again, it had never been done. And when it happened, people lost their mind. The media went crazy, and it was huge. But that was five years ago. And I will venture to say that most of you in this room... You may have heard about them, but you have no idea who they are now. You've forgotten about it. It was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County knocked off the number one seeded Virginia. And everybody's forgotten about it. They had their 15 minutes of fame for the UMBC Retrievers. Boy, Retrievers, they sound ferocious. They're going to lick you to death. <laughs> But they had their 15 minutes, right? And here today, gone tomorrow. That's how life works. Truth is, everybody wants significance, but we work so hard to find it. And it feels like it rarely ever happens. Life without purpose feels forgotten. And then the last thing Solomon says, life just seems uncontrollable. He says, what's wrong cannot be made right. He says, what's missing cannot be recovered. Have you ever tried to just straighten out a relationship that wouldn't work? It's tough. Have you ever had a problem that you just couldn't figure out? One of the greatest frustrations in life is that there are just some things, there are just some people that just won't do what we want them to do. And it just feels like things are out of control. So Solomon says, you know, all, all these things happen in life. 
when you don't understand the plan, when you don't have purpose in life. It just seems useless, wearisome, unfulfilling, insignificant, uncontrollable, without a purpose, without a point. Life is pointless, right? And here's the deal. If you remove God out of life, all meaning and purpose are gone. What is the point of life if God doesn't exist? Even, even, even a well-known atheist, somebody, somebody named uh, Bertrand Russell, a famous English philosopher who is an atheist, even he admits this. And he says, unless you assume a God, the question about life's purpose is meaningless. In other words, you don't understand God. You don't have this idea of who God is. Life's tough. What's the point? There is no point. But we know differently. And that's why you're here this morning, right? That's why you're watching online is because you do believe there's a God. You do believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Or even if you don't just yet, at least you're here and you're watching online and you're willing to give it a chance, right? You're willing to give it a shot that there is something that's greater out there. There is possibly a God who loves me enough to have a purpose for me. So if that's true, and God is there, and God not only creates us, but he knows us and has a plan for us, then what is the purpose? What's God's plan? What's God's purpose for me? I'll admit that uh, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life had a big impact on me when we were starting this church, and I just want to share some of those thoughts with you. So to answer that miracle of God's plan for your life, Let's start with Ephesians. And Ephesians says this, that Paul writes, Long ago, even before he, God, made the world, God chose us to be his very own. This is huge. God, God was thinking about you. God chose you to be someone that he wants to have a relationship with. Before, before he even made the world. This is amazing when you think about it. You know, I love the fact we've got a couple of new babies in here this morning. Um, I saw the Wiggins, the Freemans. We got new babies um, coming into the church. And I love this. I love it anytime our families have new babies. And I love to see the excitement in parents' eyes when they're about to have, uh, you know, their first child or their second child. And how they're, they're picking out that perfect name, right? And they're getting the room ready. And they're getting all this stuff. And they're just... You know, they're getting everything ready and planned out for the new baby, unless it's your third or fourth. And you're like, they'll be fine, right? <laughs> Whatever. They'll be all right. They'll get by. But it's so exciting to see this and parents. And I, and I feel like the, the same thing happens with God in heaven. Like thinking about you, planning for you, for your life. God, God planning for you. Before anything else ever existed. That blows my mind. That's a miracle when you think about it. And then keep reading though. What was his plan? His plan, his unchanging plan, this has never changed, has always been to adopt us into his family. Okay, and the way that happens is by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. We have a sin problem. That sin cannot allow us to be in the presence of a holy God. That had to be taken care of outside of anything we could do. We cannot do 
enough to get rid of that sin. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Why? Because that has been his unchanging plan. He knew that we were going to mess things up. He knew that we were going to stain creation. And so he sent his son so that we could have that opportunity to be within his family. And he did this. He did this. Why? Because he wanted to. Because he wanted to. God made you to be a part of his family. God made you to love him. To love him back. And that's a choice you get to make. So so let me get to the point here. If you're not working on developing a relationship with Jesus Christ and walking close to him, then you're going to miss out on the whole point of life. You're not put here just to make as much money as you can, retire and die. God puts you here to have a relationship with you. And the only way to have that relationship, again, is to accept his son, Jesus Christ, right? Have faith in his death and resurrection. Realizing that everything that God has done, even before the world was made, he had this plan in place. This is how I'm going to save Jimmy. This is how I'm going to save John. This is how I'm going to save Amy, you know, just whoever it is, man, he was on, you were on his mind. He wants to be in that relationship with you. He wants you to have his family, be in the family. And then, and then there's more. There's a reward to all of this. There's something huge in store for that relationship that he wants with you. Keep reading. Ephesians 1.10 says, The plan was for Christ to gather us all together at the right time. If we are in heaven or still on earth, what he's going to do is he's going to bring us all together and he will be head over all. You see, Ephesians just keeps laying this out. Okay, so God created me. God wants to love me. God wants me to choose him, like to accept that gift of salvation so I can be in relationship with him. And then what's going to happen is the plan is for Jesus to come back, whether I'm already dead or whether I'm, I'm alive, and he's going to gather us all together forever. I think it's safe to say that everybody in here has seen the, the movie The Lion King. I've seen The Lion King, right? I still remember when Abby was little, um, I heard her singing the lyrics. I think I've shared this with you all before, but she was saying, Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. And I was like, I don't think that's how it goes. I don't, I don't, I don't think those are the words. So then we argued for a little bit. But y'all all know, y'all all know that song. Uh, y'all all know the Lion King. There's another famous song in there that, that, that deals with a popular philosophy. It's the circle of life, right? And it's a good song, but it's not biblical. You see, life isn't circular. Life is linear. We are moving in a direction here. We are moving towards God's plan. God's plan is that Jesus is going to come again. And those who have accepted him, those who are part of his family, are going to be gathered together to be with him Forever. So the miracle that God works in our lives, and this is life-changing when you get it, right? This changes how we live each and every day, is to understand that God, that I was, I was made for God. I was made to be in a relationship with God. I was made to worship God. I was meant to spend eternity with God and you, my family. Like, 
when you, when you get that and when you sit in that, it, it's overwhelming. And it changes you. This idea that we're all moving towards this goal of being in eternity with our Heavenly Father where He is going to sit as the head of us all, Scripture says. I was thinking about this this past week because my, my daughter, um, Say, and her fiancé, Sal, which is still weird for me to say, but it's there, they went to stay with some friends in uh, Lexington, and they went to the revival that's happening at Asbury. And I don't know if you've seen this yet. If you haven't, Google it. Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Search for Asbury Revival. I want you to see what God is doing in the life of the students. They have been worshiping nonstop for over a week now, and they won't leave. And it's growing, and revival is spreading, and other other people, other universities are now starting to catch this. And I, I began to wonder what eternity might look like in this idea of being forever with my family and worshiping God. And Say sends me this video. Nonstop. Going on and on and on. These students won't leave, and it's growing, and the, 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 the line stretch. She went to a shorter line because she was younger, and they're trying to leave this for students. She, it took her two and a half hours just to get inside. The longer line was over a mile long. There are people that are out on the, the, the grass and the lawn. The Lee University, Samford University, it's spreading, and these students are catching a glimpse of what it's like to understand who God is, the work that God is doing in their lives, and to worship Him in spirit and truth. It's amazing. They're beginning to see, and, and this is catching on, that God's purpose is that we were made for Him, and that we were meant to serve Him, to worship Him, to be with Him for eternity. And it changes us. So, if that's the plan, like God made me to love me, to be in a relationship with Him, to, to worship Him fully, like, what does that mean for me next? Like, well, what do I do with that information? Like, how, does, how do I live out that plan in my day-to-day -day life? Let me give you four things to consider real quick. How, how do I grow that relationship with Him? Number one, a greater purpose in life is when we get to know Jesus. Get to know Him more. Develop a deeper relationship with him. And let me tell you why that's important is because you're going to be with him for eternity. You're going to want to know as much about Christ as you possibly can so that he can do more work in your life now, but so that you're better prepared for that resurrected life that's coming, right? It's, it's kind of like this. I remember when I was, I was little, my dad, we would move to a new location. And every time we'd move to a new location, um, when my dad took another church or was moved to another church, I, I would get to know people before we made that move. And so the idea is, is what grade, whatever grade I was at the time, I would get to meet some kids because generally it was a small town. And chances are pretty likely that if we're in the same age, same grade, we're going to be together in those classrooms. So the idea is to get to know people before I'm there every day with them. And it helped. And I enjoyed that. 
You see, truth is, one day we're all going to be in the presence of Christ for eternity. The idea is, is that each day we are trying and doing our best. The point, right, the plan is to know him and to develop that relationship so that I know as much about my Savior as I can before I am living in that moment forever. And how do we do that? You know, we do that like we would do any other relationship. Like if, if I want to get to know my amazing wife, Shannon, more, what do I got to do? I got to spend time with her. I got, I got to talk to her. I got to listen to her. Y'all, it's just like sometimes we make this too complicated. It's just like any other relationship that we would have. It just takes time and it just takes our effort. But I'll tell you what, you'll get more out of life. You'll understand the point, the purpose that God has for you. The more time you put in to develop a deeper relationship with him. The question is, are you willing to do it? The second thing we got to do is we can't waste any time. Don't waste your time. You want to have a life filled with purpose? Don't waste the time you've been given. Time is our most valuable resource, right? It's far more important than money. We can always get more money, but we can't get more time. We've all been given the same amount of time. The question is, how are you using it for, right? How are you using that time that's been given to you? You know, I think one of Satan's greatest strategies is just to make us busy. You know, he doesn't have to make us bad. He just has to make us busy so we neglect. So we neglect the things that are most important. And what's most important? Like, what's the point? The point is relationships. Like, the point is my relationship with Jesus. We already talked about that in point number one. That's the first thing. I got to spend time. I can't waste my time. I need to spend time getting to know him more. But also, the other point is the relationships I have with everybody else. Because you are the only thing that's going to last for eternity. Nothing else in this world. Everything else is going to pass away. But you and me, we're eternal. And so what I got to do is I got to make the most of my opportunity to make sure that I am making the most of my time for each and every purpose. And, and when I do that, when I do that, and I put that time in with other people, it, all it does is it, it increases the point and the purpose of my life. The third thing I got to do is I just got to do my best. I got to do my best and serve God. You see, I believe that God designed everything on this earth for a purpose, right? He, he made dogs to be man's best friend. He even made bees. Y'all, uh, this is kind of weird to think about, but bees, they, they don't look like it, but they have an incredibly huge function. In, the, in fact, some people believe that if the bees go away, like our environment would just collapse, Right? I think that just goes to show that everything has a purpose. Well, everything except cats. I, I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to throw that in there. Sorry. Don't send me emails. Please don't. Please don't text me later. I was just teasing. I was teasing. But listen, if there's a purpose for everything, how, how much more purpose do we have in serving God? If everything's created to serve in a specific way, we were created to do the same thing. We're called to live in such a way as though we're bringing God's kingdom here on this earth, right? And how do we serve God? If we're meant to serve God, Scripture very clearly lays that out. We serve God by serving one another. Right? If I want to serve God, then what i got to do is i, I got to use the talents. And we know how we're gifted. We know how we're talented, right? And we got to use those talents to serve others. And when I'm serving others, man, I am serving God. And that means I find purpose 
So this past week, Shannon and I went to the movies and we saw a movie. And let me, let me just start off by saying, I know I am, I am known as a person that, that spoils movies, so I just apologize ahead of time. So spoiler alert. I'm going to try not to do that. But we went and saw a movie called A Man Named Otto. Um, and it's all about a grumpy older man that just can't find the point in life, honestly. And as his story develops, you begin to see why he feels this way. But everything changes in his life when a family moves in across the street. He reluctantly gets involved in their life because they needed help. And he just couldn't stand it because they were doing it wrong. (laughs) And so he helps them. But the problem is, they keep needing his help. So he keeps serving. And he keeps serving. And he keeps serving. And suddenly, somebody that didn't have a point in life, now finds a reason to keep going. And it's serving. Serving changes him, and his hard heart, once he starts to serve, begins to soften. You see, we we were made by God, for God, and the way Scripture very clearly lays this out, the plan and the purpose is to serve God, and the way we serve God is by serving other people. And when we do, we, we find the point, right? We realize we're living into our purpose. And then the last thing, is that we got to make good investments. we got to make good investments, right? This gives us a point and a purpose to life when we do this. You see, we're called to live as though God's kingdom is here on this earth. So what we need to do is we need to invest in eternity. And I, I can't wait till the day I'm in heaven because for, for the time that I've had, I've tried to convert my time and my treasure and my talents into the concurrency of eternity, right? I can't take everything with me. We've already covered this. But I can send it ahead. And the way that I send it ahead is by making investments in things that will last forever. And that means you. That means other people in my life. In ministries, in ways that I can serve others. In those ways, we make investments that can be used for God's kingdom. So let me close out this message and let's close out this series. I really think that we open ourselves to more blessings, to, to more miracles in our lives when we not only understand the point, like not, not only do we get the purpose, but we live into it, right? So, so if I'm made to be in God's family, right? If we are all moving towards that point of being with Christ for eternity, then I gotta ask myself, like, like am I living into God's plan now here while I'm on this earth? Right? Am I getting to know Jesus more every day? If not, why not? What, what, what's stopping me? The plan is to be in heaven with him forever. Then I, I might as well get to know as much about him as possible. Allow him to start working on me so that I am so prepared to cross over into that resurrected life. Or, or how about this? Am I using my time wisely? Right? Am I wasting my time on this earth or am I using it to develop relationships with other people who are going to last for eternity? Am I using my talents the ways that God has gifted me. Am I serving others? I serve God best by serving other people. And you know what? I find more of a point in life when I make it less about me and more about you. And then am I using my treasures? Or am I just wasting what I have on things that aren't eternal? I find more of a point, more of a purpose when I change that way of thinking. So if you want to know more of God's blessings, you want to see more miracles, you want to see God work in your life, the more you understand your purpose as a child of God, 
that you're made to live for him. You're made to be in relationship with him. The more you make every moment, every opportunity count for him, that's a life well lived. And that's a life that God can work with. Let's pray together. God, I just, I thank you. I thank you that there's more to life than just what we see and what we go through every day on that routine basis. God, that there is a bigger purpose that there is a plan for us. God, and just thank you for creating us. Thank you for, for loving us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for wanting to be with us. Like you actually set the plan in motion to be with me, with everyone in here, and that should, that should just blow our minds and make us, God, make us want to be more in your presence, to make us want to be used by you. And, and, and let me just pause here and just having said that, if there's anybody here today that is just now realizing God's purpose and plan is to be with you and to offer a relationship with you to spend with him for eternity, then I, I just want to give you this moment to accept Jesus as your Savior. He chose us, but he gives us the ability to choose him. And now's your chance. If you're watching online, just pray this with me and say, Jesus, I want to know you more. I want you to come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and I want to follow you. And as much as I know how, I want to live into your plan and your purpose for me. Will you forgive me and save me? Jesus, thank you for those that may have prayed that for the first time. And that, God, I just pray that we would use our life to get to know you more. That we would be wise with the time that we have left and to use these gifts and treasures that you have given us to build your kingdom here on this earth. That we would make investments that last for eternity because, God, we want nothing more than to live in your will. Because when we do, we open our lives to receive more of you. And, God, that's where the blessings are. That's where the miracles happen. So, God, take us and use us. We are yours. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen.